once again, everybody, and thank you for joining me in the betters box, the bangthebook.com's MLB betting podcast for Thursday, April 9th. I am your host, Adam Burke. This and every edition of the betters box presented by our friends over at DSI Sportsbook. BTB and the number 200 is that promo code. 100% deposit match bonus for the sportsbook. 100% deposit match bonus for the live casino at BetDSI. It's only a game until you bet it. My 2020 MLB betting guide available in downloadable PDF form over at bangthebook.com. Also over at the website, we got a preview of UFC 249. What great card, a lot of great fights on that one. Very detailed breakdown of that event coming up here on April 18th. We're also rolling out our NFL draft coverage. Got several articles for you to check out with regards to that. We're two weeks away from the NFL draft. In college football season, win totals came out at BetOnline uh, yesterday. Got thoughts on that, how they set those up, how you should set those up to see how you want to bet into those numbers. And, of course, we've got, you know, uh, editions of Bang the Book Radio with Brian Blessing on Tuesdays, previous editions of the Betters Box for you to download and check out. Plenty of stuff going on over at bangthebook.com despite everything that's not going on out there in the sports world. So we encourage you to head over there. Check that out. I mentioned DSI Sportsbook already, but a lot of sportsbook reviews over there. And if you're going to bet on the NFL draft, as I wrote about in today's piece, looking at the first offensive lineman drafted, you have to understand that there are going to be a lot of price differences out there in the betting market. So check out those sportsbook reviews over at bangthebook.com. Get yourself set up at some of these different outs because these price differences are going to be very dramatic for the NFL draft, as well as other things that come down. Uh, over the next really lifetime of sports and sports betting. There are always better lines to be had out there in one way, shape, or form. So you want to have multiple outs at your disposal whenever that's available to you. All right, so as far as today's edition of the Betters Box goes, figured I would dive into something that's maybe a little bit more advanced, but I think that this is something that will be very beneficial for you, not just here today, but as we go throughout the Major League Baseball season whenever that does get underway. And that is breaking down the world of WOBA and ex-WOBA over at Baseball Savant, which is the online home of StatCast data, uh, you know, a, a product of MLB Advanced Media. We've seen a lot of StatCast data get incorporated into the handicapping world over the last few years. I believe this will be the sixth season of StatCast, I want to say, either the fifth or sixth, but... A lot of people incorporating these metrics into their models when they're breaking down baseball from a handicapping standpoint. So I think it's very, very important to be able to talk about some of these concepts that you can find over at BaseballSavant, S-A-V-A-N-T dot com. Now, a reminder that WOBA is basically the smarter brother of on-base percentage. It's weighted on-base average. Weighted in the sense that walks and singles count for less than doubles, triples, and home runs. Home runs obviously count for the most, followed by triples, so on and so forth. So just to illustrate what WOBA means and why it's important, the WOBA weights from last season, again, the W in WOBA stands for weighted on base average. Last year, the run value of a walk was nice at 0.69 runs. A hit by pitch was a run value of 0.719. Uh, 
A single was a run value of 0.870. A double was a run value of 1.217 runs. A triple, 1.529 runs. And then a home run, 1.94 runs. So those were the run values from the 2019 season. Now, the run values do change year in and year out based on the run environment, based on, you know, something like, for example, last year, we saw a lot of home runs. We saw a lot of solo home runs. In 2018, when the ball was deader, we didn't see as many solo home runs, but we saw a higher run value for home runs. So, again, it's kind of a difficult concept to grasp your head, to wrap your head around a little bit, especially when you talk about the delivery here in an, in a vocal context. But what you really need to know, what you really need to keep in mind about Woba is that it does weight outcomes differently based on the run values. And why that's important is because, well, look, if you give up a lot of home runs as a pitcher, that's bad. If you don't give up a lot of home runs and you do walk some guys or something like that, that's not as bad. That's kind of what Woba is used for both on the hitting side as well as on the pitching side. And then we get expected Woba, which is X-W-O-B-A. Now, again, the X means expected. The W is weighted. So X-WOBA is a stat cast metric based primarily on exit velocity and launch angle. So what X-WOBA is going to do is it's going to take the exit velocity and the launch angle and compare that to similar batted balls, similar in exit velocity, similar in launch angle. So, for example, I ran a query over at Baseball Savant here this morning that said that there were 424 batted balls in play with an exit velocity between 100, well, an exit velocity inclusive of 100 to 102 miles per hour and a launch angle inclusive of 20 degrees to 23 degrees. Out of those 424 batted balls, 65 went for home runs. Now, out of those 424 batted balls, 165 of them went for doubles. So about 15.3% of the time, a batted ball of 100 to 102 miles per hour with a launch angle of 20 to 23 degrees is a home run. About 39% of the time, that batted ball is a double. So from an ex-WOBA standpoint, it will look at the sample size of batted balls and say, well, there's an expectation of this for singles, for doubles, for triples, for home runs. So that's going to be included in the ex-WOBA calculation for that specific pitcher. So again, this is based on exit velocity and based on launching. All kinds of things factored into the equations here of these stat cast metrics, but specifically with ex-WOBA, it looks primarily at exit velocity and launch angle. So what we can use this for is we can look specifically at balls in play, which is what I'm going to do here today, and examine some pitchers that got lucky or unlucky relative to the expectation. So what this would be is a higher WOBA or a lower WOBA compared to the ex-WOBA, taking all of these batted balls into account. And again, I realize that this is maybe a little bit more of an advanced concept. So if you have any questions, at Skating Tripods on Twitter, Adam at bangthebook.com, help you out with some of this stuff. But we'll give you some 
examples here of the pitchers that fall into these categories of either positive regression or negative regression based on what we saw last year. So what I did was I took a sample size of pitchers with at least 200 balls in play. Now that brings us to 198 pitchers from last season. Now, if you have a positive Woba minus X Woba difference, that implies likely positive regression. So if your Woba against was higher than your X Woba against, the expectation is for positive regression. Now, on the flip side, if your Woba was lower than your expected Woba, that would signal the expectation of negative regression. It would suggest that that pitcher got lucky on balls in play. Now, again, this is a concept that we do see out in the betting markets because, like I've talked about before, it started with ERA, FIP, and XFIP, and the differences between those metrics would create line movements out there in the marketplace. Well, now we see guys that have big differences between their WOBAs and their expected WOBAs, we see line movements based on that. So if you've got a guy with a high WOBA and a lower X WOBA, the line is generally going to move on that guy. Now on the flip side, if it's a lower WOBA and a higher X WOBA, the line will typically move against that starting pitcher. So we do see this have a very tangible impact out there in the betting market. So it is something that if you want to handicap on a little bit more of an advanced level, it is something that you want to have in your repertoire here. And I will tell you at the end of the show how you can actually look at this and how you can evaluate it for yourself. So again, we're looking at a sample size here of 198 pitchers with at least 200 balls in play. Now the WOBA and ex-WOBA charts over at Baseball Savant actually do include strikeouts, walks, hit by pitches, and so on. I'm looking here specifically at balls in play just to maybe make this concept a little bit easier for you. Um, again, I know it's a very difficult concept to try and grasp. I'm, I'll try to do the best that I can here with it. But again, what you really need to focus on here is that it, just like FIP and XFIP and ERA, if you've got a higher WOBA and a lower XWOBA, positive regression. A lower WOBA and a higher XWOBA, negative regression. That's basically what we're looking at here with these two metrics. We take a look at some pitchers specifically here that had much higher WOBAs than their ex-WOBAs, guys that you would expect for the upcoming season, however much of it gets played, or maybe 2021, to have some positive regression. Eliezer Hernandez, his WOBA was .083 higher than his ex-WOBA, so 83 points higher in his WOBA than his ex-WOBA, we would expect positive regression in that department. Edwin Jackson, 71 points higher. We would expect positive regression for him. How about Blake Snell? 69 points higher in WOBA than ex-WOBA. And if you look at Blake Snell's numbers from last year, you can see the areas where he had a drop-off and the areas where we should see improvement for the upcoming season. Jose Suarez, 62 points higher with WOBA then ex-Woba, Chad Bettis, 56 points higher, Peter Lambert, 53 points higher. But obviously, when you talk about Coors Field, that can skew a lot of different metrics. So I'm not really looking too closely at a guy like that. 
How about Dylan Cease of the Chicago White Sox? 54 points higher with his Woba than his ex-Woba. Chris Stratton, 52 points higher. Wei Yin Chen, 49 points higher. Drew Pomerantz, 48 points higher. Carlos Carrasco, 47 points higher. Same thing for Freddie Peralta. Wilmer Font, 46 points higher. Martin Perez, 45 points higher. Matt Boyd, 44 points higher. And then Matt Andres, 42 points higher. And you look at a guy like Matt Boyd, for example, he gave up a lot of home runs last season. And as I just talked about, the run value of home runs is higher than anything else. So for Matt Boyd, giving up a lot of home runs would force him to carry a very high Woba. Now, if we look at ex-Woba here, what this is possibly suggesting, and what I would believe to be the case, is that with a deader baseball, with a different run environment here, which was the expectation coming into this season, Matt Boyd is a guy that should greatly improve. Because what this tells me is that maybe some of those home runs based on launch angle and exit velocity shouldn't have been home runs. And those batted balls probably wouldn't be during the 2020 season with a different baseball. So Matt Boyd is a clear-cut example here. Blake Snell as well, as he saw a little bit of a home run increase last year. Blake Snell and Matt Boyd are two guys to me that I would look to buy stock in because of this Woba and ex-Woba difference. So again, the higher the Woba and the lower the ex-Woba, the more you want to look for positive regression from those guys. And I do think a guy like Matt Boyd and a guy like Blake Snell are guys that should definitely improve in that department here for this upcoming season or for 2021, whatever the case may be. A few other notables here that had higher Wobas and lower ex-Wobas, Dylan Bundy. And again, I keep finding reasons to buy stock in Dylan Bundy. This is about the third or fourth time that his name has come up in some of these positive regression areas. Dylan Bundy is a guy I do like for the upcoming season here. Again, gets out of the AL East, goes out to Anaheim, a better park factor, looking to buy some stock in Dylan Bundy. How about Max Scherzer? 32-point difference between his Woba and his ex-Woba off of what was an outlier season for him, in particular in the home run department. So Snell, Boyd, Bundy, Scherzer, all guys I'm looking to back, not just because of this statistic in and of itself, but because we're seeing a lot of reasons across a lot of these different statistics to look to buy those guys when the season actually gets going. Another guy here with a 32-point difference, Max Free from the Atlanta Braves, who, again, a guy that I'm definitely buying stock in for the upcoming season as well. Now, obviously, we look on the flip side here with some negative regression candidates, guys whose Wobas were quite a bit lower than their ex-Wobas. Guys that got very fortunate on balls in play. And the first one, a guy I've been talking about selling stock in him all lead up long here, is Jeff Samarja, whose Woba was 45 points lower than his ex-Woba, a clear positive regression candidate, or a clear negative regression candidate, excuse me, negative regression candidate, to say the least. Yanni Chirinos, his Woba 44 points lower than his ex-Woba, Another regression candidate there for the Tampa Bay Rays. Brett Anderson, 42 points lower. Daniel Hudson, 41 points lower. Zach Plesak of the Indians, 40 points lower. Same with Felix Pena, Eric Fetty, 
Jordan Yamamoto, and Mike Soroka. And Soroka, we see that with the low ERA, higher FIP, higher XFIP, and the low BABIP, we see that he's a guy that got lucky on balls in play. Here's another example of how Soroka got lucky. So Mike Soroka would be a regression candidate to me for the upcoming season. Mike Fires, we've talked extensively about him and the regression that's in line for him. 37-point difference there between his Woba and his ex-Woba. Yusmero Petit, same thing, 37-point difference. Zach Davies, 36 points. Jack Flaherty, 34 points. Flaherty, very pedestrian first half, very good second half. Seems like he got lucky on balls in play there in the second half. Would look for some regression out of him. Gene Bieber and Patrick Corbin, 25-point difference. Sonny Gray, 29-point difference. To me, anything that's outside of a 20-point difference is something that catches my attention. So you want to look for the biggest of the outliers. And again, I've talked about this a lot on previous segments here. The degree to which we experience this regression is unknown. But when you focus on the biggest of the outliers, those are the likeliest guys to regress towards the mean. And again, in my mind, I think a 20-point gap between Loba and ex-Loba is fine. It is what it is. It's just kind of sample size noise or whatever else. When you start getting these big gaps, like Samarja at 45, like Snell at 69 points, like Dylan Cease at 54, those are the ones that with a reasonable degree of certainty, we can't expect positive or negative regression. So again, what I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to find the greatest outliers for us so that we have an idea, we have a profile of these pitchers for when the season actually begins, and we can key in on a lot of these guys and look for opportunities to either bet them or fade them. And a lot of these names keep coming up over and over and over again, and that's by design. Those are guys that I fully keyed in on. I put them into pockets or buckets or whatever you want to call it of guys I'm looking to buy and guys I'm looking to sell. And once we get games, once we get to see this play out in the betting market, those buckets of guys I'm looking to sell, line moves will come in against them. Those buckets of guys I'm looking to buy, line moves will come in on them. This is all part of the preparation process. And obviously, we've got some extra time for that preparation process here this year. Again, we're building profiles of these pitchers. Attributes to buy and attributes to sell. And Woba and ex-Woba are two things that you will see from a line movement standpoint. And you'll see a lot of smarter baseball handicappers talking about these things because they will they will bear themselves out in a lot of instances over the course of the season. So ex-Woba, because it's based on exit velocity and launch angle, is designed to take defense out of the equation. You know, because you may get a guy who's got an elite outfield defense, and he may just do a better job of preventing doubles and home runs on paper, but we know it to be the defense that's behind him. So ex-Woba, because it's based on launch angle and exit velocity, and it compares that specific batted ball type to the other ones that are out there, it takes defense out of the equation. And again, remember, one of the reasons why FIP and XFIP gained so much traction and gained so much popularity 
is because they take defense out of the equation. ERA is subject to a lot of noise because it factors in defense and sequencing and things like that. It is subject to a lot of variance. FIP and XFIP are based on things a pitcher can control. Strikeouts, walks, hit by pitches, and home runs. XWOBA here would suggest the same thing, that a pitcher can control the launch angle and can control the exit velocity by commanding the baseball, by locating where he wants to locate. So XWOBA is a good indicator of pitchers that are locating well and the success that they're having. Now, something else to keep in mind here is that all the numbers, the individual performances that I just talked about, only focus on balls in play. Now, as I've talked about before, WOBA incorporates things like walks, things like hit by pitches, stuff like that. And obviously, if you're a strikeout guy, that's the best case scenario because you're not allowing balls in play. So the WOBA and ex-WOBA leaderboard over at Baseball Savant, and I do have a link to this in the betters box notes for today's show, does incorporate strikeouts and walks. Again, that's very important. You know, you don't have a batted ball with a strikeout or a walk, but a walk is bad and a strikeout is very, very good. So the leaderboard over at Baseball Savant, if you can go to the, you know, the leaderboard page, go to player pitching, then you can select the expected statistics leaderboard from the drop-down menu. You'll see what those numbers look like when you factor strikeouts and walks into the equation. And some other outliers, just from looking at that, Mitch Keller for the Pirates. 78-point difference on the high side between his Woba and his ex-Woba. He's a positive regression candidate for the upcoming season. Corbin Burns for the Brewers, 65-point difference. Nick Kingham, 59-point difference. Uh, Nate Yavaldi, 35-point difference. On the negative side, Yarlin Garcia for the Marlins, 49-point difference. Scott Oberg, 42-point difference. Luke Weaver, 32-point difference. Again, when you look at the difference between Woba and Exel, a positive number means the expectation of positive regression, and a negative number means the expectation of negative regression. So again, we are looking to make educated guesses, inferences, based on the data that's out there, based on these statistical profiles that we have compiled for these individual pitchers over these versions of the betters box and just throughout the research coming into the season. We're looking to make educated guesses. We want to bet on the positive regression candidates more often and bet against the negative regression candidates more often. So we can use global. We can use x use ERA, FIP, and XFIP. We can use cluster luck. We can put a lot of things into the equation here and find a set of pitchers that we want to back and that we want to fade. And again, as we're continuing to build this case here, we're seeing a lot of the same names keep popping up over and over and over again. Like a Dylan Bundy, like a Max Freed, like a Mike Soroka, like a Dylan Cease, a Blake Snell. Jeff Samarja, you know, Mike Fires. We're seeing a lot of these names pop up over and over and over again. And what that means to me is that we have a lot of strong indicators of either positive or negative regression out there. And those are things that we can look to exploit once games are actually being played and once we've got the betting market to really break down. 
All right, so the recording ran out of steam there a little bit at the end. Hopefully, you're able to catch all that. Did the best I can with the editing process here. And, in fact, went back and edited a new closing here for this edition of the Betters Box. Again, a very advanced concept that I talked about here on today's show. You've got plenty of time. You know, familiarize yourself with these concepts. You've got plenty of time to listen to past editions of the show of the Betters Box here right at bangthebook.com. Uh, or, of course, obviously, if you subscribe, on any of the various podcast platforms, you can go back and listen to some of the previous shows as well. But coming up on Monday, we'll do the Monday mailbag once again at the top of the show. Adam at bangthebook.com via email, at Skating Tripods on Twitter. Ask me about baseball, the NFL draft, college football, uh, college basketball, bourbon, beer, movies, music. Doesn't really matter to me. Just send in your questions. Give me something to talk about here on this Monday edition of the Betters Box. Not sure exactly what the topic will be for Monday. Probably something a little bit lighter than looking at Woba and ex-Woba, but you'll have to tune in to find out. That'll do it for me. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. And remember that you will never strike out when you're in the betters box.